Stay tuned for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Evelyn and Carrie. Love Talking Today with Betty Scott and Joe Vocal about agape love in action. Thank you, Gavin. We are in studio today, and this is Evelyn Davison, and with me is our good friend, Miss Carrie Brinkhater. Hello, Miss Carrie. Hello, Miss Evelyn. So great to see you today on this beautiful Austin afternoon, and you're in sunshine because... The Lord has made you sunshine, S-O-N, <laughs> S-O-N shine, yes, that's <laughs> one of my favorites, one of my favorites. Absolutely. Well, Miss Evelyn, what have you been up to this week? You're always busy. You're always jet-setting. And Well, it has been a busy week, and, you know, we're going to talk today about trying to wrap up things, and um, I, I know a great, big, big secret I cannot tell anybody. And what? No, I can't tell anybody. It's it's just so secret right now until I tell my board. Um, but uh, it is a wonderful adventure that we are going to go into uh, next year. You always so, have an adventure. Yeah. You've been and to so Washington, D.C. This is called a hook. You know, that's to hook mm-hmm. our audience. So they'll stay with us uh, another week or two, and we'll get it all laid out. But Ooh. it's been a wonderful week. Uh, ben and I have uh, done a number of things this week and uh, to get ready and wrap up the National Day of Prayer. Uh, we are still getting wonderful reports of that. And Dr. David Ferguson gave us a little book. I mean, literally, uh, he gave us 700 copies of it called 31 Days of Praying for My Nation. And we started that on June 1. And so we're now in, here it is, the ninth of, uh, of the month. And uh, we've, we've had nine days of people all across this nation uh, reading a scripture and praying that back and, give, and giving that faith and that statement to the Lord Jesus. So it's a busy time. I love it. And I love that you gave me a book, 31 Days mm-hmm. of Prayer for My Nation. So I, I'm excited about looking through that. And, of course, Dr. Ronnie Floyd, the president of National Day of mm-hmm. Prayer, has a forward in here. So I look for, yeah. I look forward to Well, Dr. David Ferguson wrote it. And we are also getting ready to have a, a ladies' uh, tea in uh, the governor's mansion, and that's primarily what we worked on this week. <clears throat> and it's for our coordinators throughout the state of Texas that will come in, and the ones in town and in in Georgetown, in our and will be there. Uh, we uh, we're going to have some special time with First Lady, and we've not done this since Mark White was in the mansion, but we loved uh, Miss Cecilia and. Uh, Governor Abbott, and they are just open their hearts and their lives to us uh, in the area of prayer, and we're excited about that. So that's what, my, what about you? Well, I can't tell you, Miss Evelyn. My daughter is very excited about attending the governor's <laughs> tea with me, and I'm excited about her going. My son's actually a little jealous. You know, he's like, what? She gets to go to the governor's mansion? So, uh, so yeah, so I'm really excited about that, too. That'll be in a, in a couple of weeks. Well, this week has been an interesting week for me my kids are at youth camp this week oh, so my husband and I have been flying solo this week and I tell you it's it's been a very nice week we've had conversations Watch it there we've had <laughs> we've had conversations like real live adults this week it's uh-huh. it's amazing um, I miss my kids but I got an update last night that they're doing just great so so that's good they'll be home on on Saturday morning or, or and so it'll be it'll be lots of fun but well, uh, dr Ferson uh, uh when we put out you know the invitations we don't you know I don't do that but mm-hmm. we help do that uh 
we invited some of his team and uh, we got an email back from him wanting if he could come. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, no, we don't have men for this. We're just, it's just us ladies this this week or at the ladies tea. That's right. Well, Miss Evelyn, I'm excited about our show today. We have some, some amazing guests in studio today with us. Today we are talking about love, talking about love and grief. And Miss Evelyn, we did a show a couple of months ago, I produced a show about grief in a morning, mm-hmm. and our listeners can go to Love Talk Network and find that show. Um, today, you know, it's a special topic, and it's a topic that is applicable to every single one of us, Miss Evelyn, in, in different ways, yes. right? What are some of the things that God has to say about grieving? You know, he says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Evelyn, what does that mean? Do not grieve Well, it the means the Lord has come to give us the answer to all the issues of life. And we're going to look uh, in our closing today as an example of, Na- of Lazarus, Nazareth. But he, uh, he says the joy of the Lord is my strength. And so that doesn't tell us we're not supposed to grieve. But it tells us how we're to gr- how we are to grieve, mm-hmm. and you know we don't. Sometimes we're just bombasted with it. Mm-hmm. I have two friends that have lost their husbands just recently, mm-hmm. and and one and one of them is a doctor, and they are they've got together this week to what uh, the doctor's going to be writing a book on grief, and so mm-hmm. we're going to do a number of programs on grief. But, you know, we've all had that, maybe that one time in life when we've grieved really deeply. Miss Evelyn, you're, you're generally a very happy person, but I know that there have been times in your life, and we've heard about some of those times on this show, um, where you have lived through sorrow. Well, we had, before the year before we moved to Austin was a very uh, traumatic year for us. The first thing that happened was Van's dad passed away. Uh, and then three months later, his mom came down with leukemia, mm. and she passed away. And <clears throat> I had surgery three times. And three weeks prior, uh, two weeks after I had that had the surgery, I had a precancerous condition in my throat and in, in you know in that part of my body. And so I had to go uh, out of town for the surgery. And when I got back, I was resting up and. Uh, uh, and I, we, our son, our youngest son was about seven years old and he, he just kept watching me like I was going to leave. It was, just, I could see in his eyes that he was just insecure. And about three weeks after that, my phone rang at three o'clock one morning and it was the Houston police and they told me that my husband, my brother had been abducted and killed. And so I had to leave that and go to my parents. They had a farm close to our ranch. And so I went down to, you know, tell them because, but someone had called them by the time I got there. And it was just a horrible, horrible thing. Well, we got through all of that and still I was not talking very much. Uh, and one afternoon I was resting and Danny, our youngest son, came in foot of my bed and he was crying. And I said, what's wrong, Danny? And he said, I don't know. He said, I'm just by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, our beagle dog died. Mm-hmm. And he loved that dog. And especially on a ranch, you know, you just. And so I, I said, well, get up here in the bed with me and let's talk about it. And so I, I, I asked him, I said, well, what is really wrong, Danny? And he said, everything I love dies. Mm-hmm. He was seven years old. 
Mm-hmm. And it shook me. I mean, I, I just thought, Lord, why? You know, why? Mm-hmm. first of all, you go through every one of these things. You say, why now? Why this? Mm-hmm. And, and the Lord said to me, tell him about heaven. And so I said, you know, Danny, uh, eventually we're all going to move. We're not going to live like we're living now. We're going to move up. Mm-hmm. And I said, Jesus said he's building us a house. And I've asked him uh, in my house to put a porch on it. Uh, like we have here at the farm, and and I want him to put some rocking chairs and some swings on it, and and so, you know, we'll. That's what I'm asking for. I'm not ask, asking him to put a porch light on it, and I said, you know, Danny, I'm a lot older than you are, and and the Lord's going to come get me when He gets my house ready, and I am going to leave the light on for you. Mm-hmm. Well, he just got so excited. You know, it was a it was a concept that that was hard for him to put his hands on, but it was such a painful thing because he was afraid. And so we have many people in our lives that are there, and grief is it's it's a state of mind, but it's also a physical thing. It just wears on your body. Well, you know, I, I appreciate that story, Miss Evelyn, and that's you know, you put that in such a way that a seven year old can mm-hmm. understand. My daughter, we we were sitting on the back porch, my son and daughter and I, a couple of weeks ago as they were finishing up school. And I just asked them, I I said, okay, Z, what is the worst thing about eighth grade? What's been Mm, the worst thing about eighth grade this year? I was just trying to get them to talk. And she was like, well, Mom, eighth grade's kind of stunk. Um, Let's see. Her best friend on the planet had several illnesses this year, is still battling some things, and missed almost half of school. She, um, we lost a teammate this year to a brain aneurysm. Mm -hmm. You know, she, she died suddenly on a Saturday morning peacefully in her bed. That was a teammate of McKenzie's. She has another really good friend that's going through cancer right now. Mm -hmm. And we go and visit her um, when she gets her treatments. And, you know, you're looking at a, a young woman who's a teenager with her head shaved because she's, I mean, she doesn't have any hair and going through these treatments, and it was the first time, get a little emotional talking about it, it was the first time that I had really thought about what my 14-year-old daughter was dealing with. Yeah. And it, it came as a shock to my system that, wow, you really are shouldering so many burdens right now yeah. that that most people don't have to go through in a lifetime, let alone in a, in a year. Mm-hmm. Right, just two friends and 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 losing a friend, losing a teammate, and so grief is very very real. It's you know the, to define grief, we'll say it's a feeling of loss or mental suffering due to loss, and sorrow is deep distress caused mm-hmm. by loss, and. You know, I feel like, Miss Evelyn, of course, the older we get, I feel like we we feel sorrow and loss, like we see it in a different way, you know, yet our kids, like your sweet son at seven years old, was expressing a feeling that he had. And in studio today, we have uh, some wonderful people here who uh, who. Uh, helped to run a camp called Camp Agape. Mm-hmm. It's a camp um, held at Camp Buckner, and it's for children who have experienced loss in their lives. And, I, you know, 
I can't imagine being a, a, a little kid, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, and losing a parent, mm-hmm. or losing a sister or a brother, and losing, you know, losing someone that losing your caregiver, someone that's so close to you. Um, when we return from our break, Miss Evelyn, we're going to get to talk to these wonderful people who help with this camp, Camp Agape for children. Um, it's a, it's an innovative summer camp specifically designed for children who've suffered loss of a loved one. It's for children specifically ages 7 through 12 who are grieving and need support, just Mm -hmm. like your son was grieving the loss of so many family members and the family pet. Um, And you really, he didn't know if you were going to make it. He was looking at you being sick, and he had no idea if his mom was going to make it. So, friends, when we return from our break, you'll be able to hear about Camp Agape, a camp for kids who have suffered loss and the wonderful healing work that they do at this camp when we return to Love Talk right after this. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV, and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Drive. Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. You know, the world has changed and getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality and it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder how do you get connected to your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition. Well, Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company, and they're the partner you can always rely on to navigate through the ever-evolving digital landscape. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at 1-888-988-9736 or visit the website texasseo.com or simply google christian seo company and you'll find them in the first position tim smith landscaping wow these guys know what they're doing tim smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee high to a yucca and they can come to your house and turn a yucky looking yard into a show place take a drab boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You have found the Love Ladies, and I am Coach Carrie Brinkader, and of course, we have our beautiful Mrs. Evelyn Davison. Today, we're talking about grief and sorrow, and we're talking about help for those who, those little ones 
who are grieving and need support. Camp Agape is a, a very unique, innovative summer camp that offers help and hope to children between the ages of 7 and 12, and it's held at Camp Buckner. And actually, camp is coming up July 16th through 19th this year. So excited about that. It's a faith-based service that offers all the fun of a typical summer camp, um, you know, group, but it also adds group therapy activities to assist the children with their bereavement process. One of those people that helps with the group therapy process is in studio today. Today in studio, we have a beautiful new friend, Betty Scott. She is a Christian counselor. She is also an author. You can add that to her list as she's in that category with Miss Evelyn. She's a retired public school counselor, and she uses her skills and her gifts that God has given her to facilitate these campers as they go through the bereavement process. Also in studio today, we have Joe Vogel, and Joe is a has been a um, He's retired from the U.S. Navy, and he also had a career with the State Comptroller's Office for many, many years. Joe became involved with Camp Agape as a buddy. We're going to talk about how they have the buddies for each camper. And over the past few years, Joe has also been serving as the chairman of the board for Camp Agape. Welcome, Betty. Welcome, Joe, to Love Talk. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. We appreciate the opportunity of being here. Absolutely. Well, Betty, let's start with you today. You are using your talents and your gifts as a counselor to help children at Camp Agape. Tell us a little bit about that process. Well, grieving children and adults means so very much to me. When I was a uh, public school counselor, I was a certified school specialist in trauma, loss, and grief. And um, once I retired, that just carried over because that's my my element that God has put into me, my niche of service. And um, working with people in grief is so rewarding, so meaningful. This is something that God calls us to. It's a natural tendency to run away from, but it's a a deep need that people have. Absolutely, and I I think you're right about that. And, you know, we did a show a few months ago on grief, and I I struggled in many ways. I had a friend who lost their child. Um, She was actually in my daughter's class, another loss, and this was almost four years ago. And, um, you know, I, I, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to act. And I think sometimes we just we just kind of want to push it away instead of a grieving person just needs an ear. They just need someone to listen. I, not just, but being able to listen is part of it. Absolutely. And that is part of agape love. And that is part of what we do at Camp Agape because we have a buddy for each child that stays with them the whole time. So they not only have someone with them at their side that they can talk to, they also have the counselors. We have four counselors there, each of us trained in grief but in a different way. And so we work with the children. We have healing activities. Most of the time they don't even realize it's a healing activity. Then we have a fun activity to get rid of that emotional 
tenseness that they have. So we're working with the children the whole time, working with their grief, getting that energy out, and just pouring on the love of Jesus Christ to them. The acceptance of their opinions and their thoughts, how they perceive what is happening, giving them the assurance that God is not punishing them. Mm -hmm. Most of them walk in thinking in one way or another it's their fault. Mm -hmm. They're being punished. Uh, Last year I had one little girl who said, is it ever going to stop hurting? You know, it's Mm -hmm. just really difficult for children. And what happens in the grief process when you lose a family member, especially if it's one of the parents, um, the immediate attention is getting through the crisis, getting through the funeral, getting through the through all the things that go on during that horrible week. And then immediately corporate America steps in because you've got to go through the post-funeral mm-hmm. situations. So the children get put to the side very unintentionally, even when the parents are pouring out 100% of themselves to their children. There is still another need. And so when they come to Camp Agape, they have that full attention on them. And it's a... It's an, another source showing Jesus' love. Wow. That is so exciting to me. You know, we, we just live our lives on a freeway, just running from one thing to the other. And We do. And sometimes, uh, you know, and this is not just children that do this, you know. Adults do it as well. But, Joe, you, uh, you're a little bit different in professional background uh, than Betty. And I want to know what what it is in in your heart that the Lord has developed regarding Camp Agape? Yes, Ms. Evelyn, uh, very true. Unlike Betty, my background is uh, is not in any type of counseling or trained to be a treat children or even know how to deal with grief in my own life. So uh, I was called to this ministry through my church, who's been a longtime supporter of Camp Agape. In fact, the founder of Camp Agape, uh, Kim Turk, grew up in the church that I am now a member of. So I became aware of it, and I was called to that ministry, and I felt that it was something that I wanted to do. I've always had a deep love for children. Mm -hmm. I'll have to admit to you right now, it was quite frightening and challenging for Mm -hmm. me to be that buddy for the first time because I did not know how to deal with children going through that, and I had to depend heavily on the Holy Spirit to guide me and strengthen me through it. But it all worked out fine, and I found it to be a richly rewarding rewarding experience Uh, and I have uh, continued to stay active with that ministry through a number of years I first was a buddy in 2010 to a young young man who had lost his father to suicide and uh, these kids you know the the thing about them they're children they come to camp with all sorts of misconceptions Mm -hmm. and misunderstandings and this ministry gives them an opportunity to learn and learn that they're not the only one there, that there are other children going through the same things that they go through. And that is a very healing thing that God brings to these kids by being with each other. What What is your staff made up of, Joe? Is your president, of, is this a corporation? Is it uh, a nonprofit? For... Yes, it's a 501c3 nonprofit corporation. 
we have no paid employees. We have our executive director is on contract. It's all run by volunteers. We depend heavily for volunteers to serve on our board. Uh, we have a full voting board and an advisory board, which we invite people to participate in. We have to have about two volunteers for every camper we have. So if we have really yes, two, and, two for one. Yes, and we're looking at 50 campers this year. So that means we have to have a hundred volunteers. That's to be buddies. That's to serve in various capacities. The buddies are extremely important because each child has their own buddy, and that buddy is with them 24/7. And I would like to invite anyone that's interested in doing that to please volunteer. You can go to our website, which we'll provide later in the program. And I'll tell you what, it takes no specific skill. The only thing it requires is a love of children and a little bit of stamina. (laughs) A little bit. I bet, Joe. I bet. Yeah. You know, that is is, um, something that we need to make a billboard on because... When a child loses something, they don't know where to go to find what it is they need. You know, it's just, uh, in most families, that is so true that they, they're just, you know, you don't open up. You just don't share your heart because you're going to damage. Children especially are, have a concern in that area. They, have, they, they do. <clears throat> Excuse me. They do. They have a concern of hurting their parents. Mm-hmm. And if mom is not crying right now, they don't want to start making her cry. And the other thing is many times they don't know what to ask or how to put this pain into words. How to process it. I, I, I can imagine for a, a young kid, you know, 7 to 12 years old, that they, they don't even know why they're feeling like this or what they're feeling. You know, it's it, they, they have a hard time putting it into words. Now, Betty, earlier you said that they do some healing activities. We have a couple of minutes before the break. Can you tell us about what that might look like? Well, um, do you do, you do we, art? We and do art. We do games. Yeah. We have games. Uh, we do different projects. We make a memory box. Aww. And so they're able to put notes in it. They write a letter to their loved one. Oh. And they, it's kind of like their time capsule. Mm-hmm. And so they'll be able to add to this memory box over the years. Yeah, it's something they can go back to and hold on to and basically carry with them through life, but also have that wonderful assurance that, I have this box from 10 years ago, and life is so much different, and it, there is happiness now. When At that time that I put that note in there, I never thought there would be happiness again. Mm-hmm. And they can, they can add to it along the way. The games are great because they're bringing out feelings, opinions, thoughts, and fears, and also processing their faith. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, it's very important for them to be accepted, their their thoughts to be accepted, to be uh, loved on, just mm-hmm. completely mm-hmm. loved on. Mm-hmm. And to have a friend. To have a friend. Because like a friend. Well, when we return from our break, I want to talk to Joe a little bit more about his experiences as a buddy. Now, Joe, we've been in our show for the past, goodness, about six or eight weeks, Miss Evelyn. We've been talking about GAPS, G-A-P-S, and what it means to be God's appointed person in God's appointed place 
for using and being used for God's appointed purpose. And and that's exactly what you did when you stepped in to be a buddy uh, eight years ago in 2010. And so when we return from our break, I want to hear more about your experiences as a buddy and what our listeners can find out about being a buddy to a child who has lost a loved one. Friends, if you want to, during our break real fast, go to the website, www.campagapetexas.org. Camp Agape, A-G-A-P-E, Texas.org. And you can find out more about this beautiful camp for children who are grieving the loss of a loved one. We'll be back with you with Love Talk and the Love Ladies right after this. Hi, this is John Cotner, and you know, we all can use some happiness, some hope, and humor in our lives. I'm talking about the Good News Journal, published by Evelyn Davison. Well, the Good News Journal is free, and you can pick it up at locations across Central Texas like HEB, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, and churches, and it comes out every three months. Now, advertisers and writers interested in having an article published should call 512-249-6535. The Good News Journal, providing good news for the greater Austin and surrounding areas for 23 years. And now with more than 66,000 in circulation. Go to goodnewsjournal.net. That's goodnewsjournal.net. Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you need help with. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud Proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You have found the bridge and the love, ladies. We are so blessed and thankful that you are here, and there is a reason that you are here today listening, friends. And we are discussing Camp Agape today, a beautiful non-denominational Christian-based camp that supports children and families who are grieving the loss of a loved one. There's trained staff. There's counselors. And in studio today, we have Betty Scott, who is one of those counselors. 
And they help the children in a in a group setting uh, go through activities and healing things. I loved your story about the the memory boxes, Betty. What what a beautiful way to to look back on things, um, you know, in the future and to add to that box when you're feeling sad or you you just need to 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 go to a healing place. I, I love that concept. And we also have in studio today Joe Vogel, who is actually the chairman of the board for Camp Agape. Now, Joe. You started out as at, at at Camp Agape back in 2010 as a buddy. Now you 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 branched out in your 60s to go do something different. Now this was through your church, but but why did you go to Camp Agape as a buddy, and what kind of impact did that have on you? Well, kind of interesting how it all started because I knew Camp Agape, and once I went into full retirement, I knew I wanted to have an opportunity to give back. Because so many people had given to me through my life and helped me through difficult times that I just wanted to give back. And I, as I mentioned earlier, I found out about Camp Agape through my church. And I said, well, you know, I think it's time for me to do that. And I was retired and I had the time. So I contacted Camp Agape and I said, look, I'd like to volunteer and I will do anything that you think I'm fit to do. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, we really need you to be a buddy. Well, immediately that kind of made me a little fearful because I said, well, I don't know how would react or know what to say to a child going through a difficult time like that because I had never suffered the loss of a close family member as a child. And I could not even imagine the pain and the confusion for a young person going through that that happening in their life. So I, I agreed to do it, and I prayed, and I said, Jesus, you're going to have to help me through this mm-hmm. one because I do not know what I'm doing. <laughs> but I learned real quickly that all these kids really need is someone to be there with them and stay with them and be their friend and listen to them. And one of the things that I did learn early on is, you know, you think, oh, I don't want to bring up their death or their loss to them because that's, you know, that's going to make them uncomfortable. Actually, the opposite is true. That's all they really want to talk about yes. once you open it up and give them the opportunity to do so. So I made it through that first year. I, I, and I'll tell you what, I know those kids are brought to Christ and they bring they, his healing hand is placed on them. But I'm going to tell you what, as a volunteer, I had God's healing hand placed on me too. And I think I maybe got as much out of it as those kids did. So mm-hmm. it was just a great, great experience. And I volunteered as a buddy for several more years after that. And uh, I continue to offer that service. I've been on the board. And uh, most recent years, they've been using me as a photographer. Oh, oh um, wonderful. What, what, are, what do you need in a person that would be a buddy? Give us a description of what that might be, Joe. Well, you know, we have some requirements, of course, and as any organization does on who that buddy is. But, you know, the reality is there's not a lot of requirements other than you have a love for children and you're willing to listen and be there with them and just hang tight with them for those four days because you're with them 24-7. You, I mean, you sleep in the same uh, dormitory with them, and, and they usually sleep in the uh, the uh, the uh, bunk right above you, and you're below them, and you're there with them, and you're there to listen to them. You're there to provide devotionals to them. And, uh, you know, that may be, seem a little bit intimidating for some people who've never done a devotional with a child one-on-one, but we make it easy at Camp Agape. We provide materials and things to use to do that. But uh, 
And that's one thing that's unique about Camp Agape. There are other bereavement camps, but we are Christian-based. We don't proselytize at all, but we don't make, we're not embarrassed mm-hmm. by the fact that we're there at God's calling, and we do offer that to the children, and it is part of our ministry. Wow, that's wonderful. Give us your contact information so that we have those that will leave us before the break that they'll know how to get in touch with you. Yes, uh, we are actually based and headquartered in Marble Falls, Texas, uh, but we have a uh, a great website, and it's uh, www.campagapitexas.org, uh, and uh, we invite you to visit that website. You can find out a lot more about the organization. We have some great videos of camps uh, that we've had that you can look at. We have a list of uh, volunteers and what types of volunteers we're looking for. All our applications are there online. They can be filled out online. So if you're interested and you want to learn more about the ministry, please do that. You also may give us a phone call. Uh, We have a a toll-free, I mean, we have a number in Marble Falls, 830-385-8916. Uh, we invite you to call. We we uh, are volunteers. We may have to get back to you, but please be patient. We're there. To, we're there, and we want to answer any questions you have. Thank Betty, you. excuse me. Uh, what about uh, the the children? Uh, let's talk about what um, how you are able to bring them in, and what is required for the, for the children to be there. Well, the children have mm-hmm. suffered a loss. Um, we would you elaborate a little bit more about what is required? Usually, well, within how do we get them, and what do we do for them? Okay, know, in that regard, how, you know, that's the main thing is security and security. Well, we we are protected in that we have background checks for all the children. Okay, uh, we uh, the the buddies are interviewed. We are very careful who we have to work with the children because the, these children have been entrusted to us, mm-hmm. and God is looking for us to do something special with them. The wonderful thing about this is is these four days is watching a miracle in progress. They come in. They're scared. They don't know what to expect. For many of them, this is the first time that they've been separated from their caregiver or out of their comfort zone. And by the end of of Thursday, when they're leaving, they're exchanging phone numbers and laughing and having a good time. And so it's it's wonderful to watch this miracle from deep grief to joy mm-hmm. and acceptance. They're walking in security of knowing that they're not alone, that they are, um, for lack of a better word, normal. Mm-hmm. They are still the same wonderful person they were before the tragedy happened, mm-hmm. and that God loves them. You know, when you look at the big picture, uh, that's exactly what the Lord does for us. Is you know, we're offerings until we come to a realization that He is real and He has a plan for our life. Tell us about Betty. I, I, you know, the work that you do as a counselor is so very important. The buddy work is so very important. I can't imagine what it's like to be a buddy. It sounds really uh, interesting, but, you know, hanging with a a seven-year-old and going swimming and going to the lake and going to do archery and doing arts and crafts, that, wow, what an awesome experience. It's just like, plus, on top of that, you're, you're talking to your buddy 
about life and about just it's what they're going through. But Betty, you you get the kids in this group setting. Tell us about the transformation and what what really happens and and how you facilitate that. Well, we work with these projects, these activities, and the kids are able to process their grief through artwork, through drawing things, through uh, like with the games or question and answer games. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're able to take what's happening in their life, put it into words, which is very difficult for children at this age. They're able to, uh, to bring it out. Given the assurance through their buddy, through me, through the other staff, that God loves them, that he's not forsaken them, he's not angry with them. So they're able to take all these thoughts through these activities and process them and take it home with them because they're also encouraged to talk about this at home. So many homes, they don't talk about it because if they talk about it, somebody's going to cry. So everybody wants to keep everybody happy by stuffing it. Mm -hmm. And that's not going to keep anybody happy. And, you know, emotion is a big part of our lives, whether it's, you know, showing happiness or whether it's showing grief. And, um, you know, in in my family, it was kind of funny. My daughter was, she's very much like my husband in that she doesn't show a lot of emotion. She was opening a special Christmas present from us that was uh, passed down from a, a deceased grandmother and then another grandmother. Anyways, it was it was a neat present, and she started crying. And I had written her this cute little note, and she kind of wanted up the note, and she threw it at me, and she goes, I can't, I got your emotional gene. I hate that I got your emotional oh, gene. <laughs> I was just laughing because it, she does. She doesn't really like to show emotion. And I can only imagine that with children that they, you know, they want to keep, they feel like because something horrible has happened in their lives that, that, that they're the ones that have to keep the peace, right? If I'm just good enough, if I don't get in trouble, you know, if I, if I just do exactly what um, mommy says, then it'll make it okay, Right. Do you, do you see that with the kids? Absolutely. During this intense trauma, grief, time children will most of the time become more complacent Mm -hmm. and somebody says how's your child doing oh they're doing amazingly well well they are they are god is taking you through this time but what happens is is children will wait until things settle down Mm -hmm. so a year or so later when when the caretakers and the family and the the life seems to be normalized they start acting out, and it's not something they put on a time clock. They're not realizing they're doing it, but they're beginning to grieve. And the parents are saying, what's happening? We just now got back to normal. Mm-hmm. So this is this is how children grieve. Mm. So do you normally have children come to you, um, you know, within a year of a, a traumatic experience, or does it vary with each child? It varies. Okay. Usually it's within a year or two. We have some that it's been three years. Mm. It just depends upon the situation, and uh, our camp director is very good at talking to people and and working with them in that situation. Because I can imagine, like you just said, you know, sometimes the the emotions and the feelings of grief, the stages of grief is a process. Mm-hmm. And so for children, I, I can imagine that, you know, a year or so after it's happened, 
to have someone come up alongside and say, hey, tell me how you're really feeling right now. Why are you angry? Why are you mad? Why Why are these things? You know, I, I'm sure that that's something they haven't been asked or, or if they have, they probably didn't want to say, but now that they're in a space with other folks like them, with other kids like them, they can feel safe and comfortable to express those feelings. Absolutely. Friends, we, uh, we do have to take another break with our wonderful sponsors. We're so grateful and thankful that you've joined us today. We have one more segment here at Love Talk, and we're talking with Betty and Joe from Camp Agape. You can find them at campagapetexas.org, and we'll, we'll, we will find out more about Camp Agape when we, we return right after this. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor of First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000 square foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Jenner Town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. We're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations. South at 4501 South Congress. North at 8808 Research Boulevard and New Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. It's Christian Talk and Love Talk. Here on The Bridge, Austin, it's a beautiful Saturday afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us. We are talking in studio today with Betty and Joe. They are involved with Camp Agape, 
And the website, again, is campagapetexas.org. Now, Betty, you are a counselor here at Camp Agape, and you've done amazing work. And we've talked about the group sessions that the kids enjoy where they can uh, process through grief, through activities and through talking. But you also offer some other services there. We do. The counselors are available for individual counseling for the children. And for my part, I try to pull each I work with the 10 to 12-year-old girls, and so I try to pull each girl aside at some point in time and talk to them and just see how they're doing, what's what's going on, if they're having any, any concerns or pains that they're not talking about. Also, sometimes children have, some of the children do have a much more emotional reaction than the other children do, and I work with that. The counselors will work with that. And the rest of the staff jumps in and helps with the kids. So they may have three or four people ministering to them at the same time. But what is wonderful about this is that each one of us offers Jesus love in a different way. So we will, and I've seen this happen many times, what I have to say, what another person has to say are all different things, but it's just what that child needed. Well, and I think that's so important to understand, you know, as we're helping people through the grieving process, that you may not have these flowery words. You may not have a, you may not feel like you have exactly the right thing to say, but just being there for the child is is so important. And being there for your friend, your your person is so incredibly important. Betty, you do God's work. Miss Evelyn says that this is your love field. That's how she would put it. And, you know, through what you do with your trauma and grief grief and loss training, you have found your love field. Definitely. Wow. What a blessing that is. What a blessing that is. Now, Joe, um, being the, the chairman of the board, I'm sure there are so many needs that your campers have. Um, and listeners, this is a free camp that is offered to these families I, I just got chill bumps just, just thinking about that. You must have to do so much fundraising to be able to run a camp like this. Um, tell us about some of the fundraisers that you guys have, as well as some of the needs that, that you still have for camp. Absolutely, Miss Carey. We do provide this camp at no cost to the family, so it does mean that we have to have donors and donations. We are, of course, 501c3 charity, so we rely on our donors to help help us with our cost to put on our camp each year. It's quite expensive to have the facility and to, to, to make all of our ends get met. So we do depend on that. We do have two major fundraisers during the year. Uh, we just had our first annual gala uh, just last month on May 10th at, uh, in Boulevardy, Texas. It was very successful. We had a very inspirational speaker there. And we had a silent auction, and we invited people to come eat barbecue with us and gave them an opportunity to donate and to volunteer at our next year's count. Our other big fundraiser each year is our uh, 5K fun run and fun walk. It's a memorial fun run and fun walk. We hold that in Marble Falls at Johnson Park. This year that's going to be held on August 25th. That's a Saturday. Uh, Details can be found on our website, and we certainly invite you to go to that website, and uh, and you can sign up for that. Also, through our website, you can make direct donations to Camp Agape. Uh, if you'd like to do that, we would appreciate it, appreciate that very much. We also have a, a wish list on our website of different things that we can use. You know, there's all sorts of staples and supplies 
that it takes to put on a camp like this. So please visit that website. We have some churches that, uh, and if you're a member of a congregation that wants to do something as a group, you can certainly do that. Uh, my church in Georgetown, Texas, we have a, a quilting team, and they make each child their own individual quilt to take home with oh. them. So there are just all sorts of opportunities to give and to work and to donate and to volunteer with Camp Agape. So we certainly encourage you to do so, and we thank all of you for your support. Now, Miss Betty, you just wrote a note about a family retreat. Can you tell us about that? Last year, we had our first annual family retreat in November, and uh, what we do is we have children that come to the camp, and then we um, invite parents, the family, to come in November to spend a weekend. And we have activities planned for the family, for the adults, for the children, and for the family as a unit. And so they can come, they can participate in as much as they want. Depends in what stage of grief they are. They may want to be active. They may want to just be out there together as a family. But it's a wonderful time. It's a wonderful time of healing for the family. So our camp is extending beyond one week a year serving children. We're growing and reaching out and uh, God is blessing us with being able to serve more. God's work. Wow. Well, we certainly thank you for being with us to Joe, uh, today, Joe and, and Betty. Uh, give us the information one more time how to get in touch with you, Joe. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Camp Agape, Marble Falls, Texas. Uh, our phone number is 830-385-8916 or visit our website at www org, and thank you very much. You know, uh, Carrie, when we look at uh, at the needs of children, um, we've not mentioned adults at all today. Uh, and, and there are families that are living in crisis, and it, it, sometimes it's not just from a death. Some, a lot of it, we saw a lot of it with this last hurricane that came through oh, Houston. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, grief is something that just gets a hold in your life. And it's hard to move out of that into a level of joy. And I want us to talk about that just a few minutes in our closing time. Uh, I, I am reminded of, of Lazarus. Remember when Lazarus got Absolutely. in trouble and died? <laughs> and Jesus wasn't there. Nope. And his family got angry. You know, in his family, his sisters reacted very differently. Uh-huh. You know, you have Mary and Martha, right? They are the brothers of, of Lazarus, and, and they handled this differently. Mary, you see Mary crying. She's weeping. She's sad. She's depressed, as as can be expected, right? And she, when Jesus finally gets there, she weeps at his feet. Mm-hmm. Right. Where on the other side, you see oh, Martha. Miss Blamer. She's angry. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I, Betty, I know you've seen this with with children. Well, well it, it happens with all of us, right? And it's in it's the stages. So at first, we might be sad, and then we're going to be angry, and then we want to fix it, and then we want to blame. And Mar- Martha, she's mad, Miss Evelyn. <laughs> she's angry at Jesus. Friends, do you hear that? She's angry at our creator. She's angry at Jesus. And she tells him so. Why weren't you here? If you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Mm-hmm. She starts to blame him. And so, Miss Evelyn, I think that it's okay. And you know what? Jesus was okay with both reactions. 
You know, perfect love casts out fear. That's what the scriptures say. And so often we love in a different way according to what our need is mm. or what mm-hmm. you, we think that person's need is. Mm-hmm. But one of the other things about grieving, I think, was the two guys that Jesus met on the road. And, and they were just kind of mad because Jesus died. And, and they were really, it was to the disguise, they were they were confused, basically, and brokenhearted, and they didn't realize uh, when Jesus joined them, first of all, who he was and what he could do. And, you know, that's the way our life is today. Well, yeah. you know, I love that story, Miss Evelyn. You know, they, they meet Jesus on the road to Emmaus, mm-hmm. right? And um, as they're talking with him, they don't know who he is. Yeah. And then Jesus ends up having a meal with them and breaking bread with them. And they, they, the scripture says something about we knew deep in our soul, we knew in our, in our gut, in our mm-hmm. soul, that our, our soul was leaping or confused, right? They knew something was different mm-hmm. about this man they were walking mm-hmm. with. And I think that's how it is with us, Miss Evelyn. You know, when we really are searching and, and we're, we're so full of grief, right? And we just don't know where the next step is to turn. When we look to Jesus... You know, we can, even though we can't see him, we can feel him. Mm-hmm. And you feel differently when you take your grief to Jesus yes. than when you take your grief somewhere else and search for it in a bottle or in a in a pill box or, or, or through destructive ways. Right. We, we feel differently about life when we search for answers through Jesus Christ. Well, that. Is exactly what I had to do when I had my bad year of 1968. I finally just said to the Lord one day, Lord, I tell you what, I'm quitting. I am quitting from now. And I didn't come from a Christian family. I said, from now on, if this thing gets done, you're going to do it. And I'm just going to watch you. And it took me about three weeks to get over that. To the point that I could say, Lord, uh, I, I, you know, I apologize. I'm, I'm, I'm not putting all the blame on you. You know, there are different reactions for adults as well as children. Well, and I don't think God gets, I don't think Jesus gets angry with us when we're angry at him. You know, it's okay to be angry and to search for answers. answers. Right. Where we get in trouble is when we're angry and we don't search for those answers through Jesus. We search for them in other ways. Right, Miss Evelyn? And you were you were angry at Jesus. You know, if you go back to the story of Lazarus and Mary and Martha, Jesus wept with them. Yes. Well, you know, I was so sick at that time. I couldn't talk to anybody. So I had to talk to Jesus. Right. (laughs) I'm I'm joking about that. But, you know, there are times in in the lives of adults that we suffer like these children we've talked about today. And what is the answer for that? Well, Miss Evelyn, I tell you what, life is is made up of, of sadness and sorrow at times. And we can know throughout a shadow of a doubt, friends, that we are covered with the agape love of Jesus Christ. That he will love us through our sorrow. He will love us through our pain. He will love us through all of it. And when we turn to Jesus for answers, we will find them. Now, friends, I'm not going to tell you that it's going to be immediate. I'm not going to tell you it's going to be overnight. I'm not going to tell you it's going to happen right now. But when you search and you continue to search through Jesus Christ, he will show you the joy that you are seeking. He will show you the good things that can come of your story, of your pain. John 8, 12 says, as the light of the world, he brings hope to lighten and brighten our way. 
Friends, we can't tell you how much we thank you for today. Look up CampAgapeTexas.org. We so thank our special guest today. For Miss Evelyn Davison, I am Coach Carrie Brinkater. Thank you for love walking and love talking with us today on Love Talk. We'll see you next Saturday, same time, same place.